A lack of information around addiction and mental health issues has led to a lot of confusion. Heroes in Recovery is here to set the record straight and break the stigma through the power of storytelling and by celebrating the heroic efforts of those who walk this road of recovery every day. Our movement is built on the personal journeys of survivors, shining a spotlight on the disease of addiction and creating a global community of support. Go to heroesinrecovery.com to share your story, read hundreds of others, or join us for a 6K race. Together, we can break the stigma. Yo, what's up? This is Jacoby from Papa Roach. This is Ryan Lee. This is Wes. This Gear. is Bob Ford. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. We're coming live to you from the Innovations and Recovery Conference down in San Diego, California. Uh, be sure to check us out at www.thatsoberguy.com for past episodes, resources. You can contact us and you can also help us um, uh, help by supporting the show there. Now, if you have any questions... Uh, about whether you or a loved one may need help, you can contact Foundation's Recovery Network at 877-714-1318. They have nationwide residential and outpatient facilities, and they can provide a confidential assessment and review the best treatment options for your situation. Uh, Really great people. And once again, thanks to uh, Foundations for having us down here to do some live podcasting. We're having a damn good time, that's for sure. Uh, So let me give you that number one more time. That's 877-714-1318. All right, we're talking today with Lauren Silvinsky from the Phoenix, and uh, Lauren is the Director of Programs and Partnerships for the Phoenix in Orange County, California, and uh, the Phoenix is a nonprofit organization that fosters a sober, active community for individuals recovering from substance use disorder and uh, who choose to live sober. All kinds of cool stuff from CrossFit, climbing, yoga, running, backpacking, which is one of my favorites. I know I've talked about that a lot on the show. Uh, so, Lauren, it's nice to have you. Thanks for uh, stopping by today. How are you? Thanks a lot, Shane. Um, I'm great. I'm yeah. Great, glad to be here. Yeah, good stuff. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself um, first. We're going to get into the Phoenix, and um, you guys have some really awesome programs. I'm excited to learn about that. But you're also in recovery yourself, and so mm-hmm. I think maybe we should start there and uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, some of your story. Sure. So, um, so I'm a person in long-term recovery, and. Um, you know, I uh, I grew up in Chicago. Nice. I went to high school in Chicago. Go Cubs! Um, we love Chicago. <laughs> um, and uh, I learned very early on that alcohol is a great solution for um, you know feelings that I was feeling that I didn't yeah. want to let out and things like that. I can remember um, you know the first time I really drank for the effect of alcohol was to um, completely escape my family. Yeah. And oh, wow. uh, and it and it just provided all this relief for me. Yeah. And so um, I went on to college in Boston. I was fortunate enough in college that I could still dial back the drinking a little bit yeah. um, to uh, to pass my tests and things like that and manage to graduate. So you had it under control. Um, yeah, I was completely <laughs> under control. Yeah. Um, got this. Got this. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Um, but, uh, you know, during that time, um, I developed some really bad relationships with my body, hmm. um, with other people. Um, and, 
and, and just sort of uh, things were starting to completely fly off the handle. But I graduated, so everybody thought I was fine. Yeah. Where'd um, you go to college? Uh, Boston University. Oh, nice. So, and I got a degree in biochemistry, which people are like, "What? What'd you do that for?" Yeah, and, that's crazy. Uh, How hard was that to get? Yeah, it was. It was very challenging. I would um, you can imagine going to going to labs with a hangover every day was was yeah. not fun. Um, no way. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so. Um, so after I graduated, I, I moved back to California. My family was in California. I was born in California. Okay. And, um, and then uh, a couple of years later, uh, was with a boyfriend who introduced me to cocaine. Um, which was like gasoline on a fire, yeah. as you can imagine, oh, yeah. and and it was on. Um, you know, within a year, I was a daily cocaine user, mm. and um, just slowly, uh, or rather quickly, actually ruining my life, and um, you know, all kinds of negative consequences, as you can yeah. imagine. And um, it's one of the I, worst worst drugs. Yeah, I mean, they're all yeah. bad. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like the the chase of that yes. drug too yeah. is just like. I, I, I hate even having those recollections of those nights, you know, mm-hmm. of that. I don't mean to bring that up, but no, it's just, it's even so, when you talk yeah. about it, I'm just like, holy shit. It's like a nightmare. And it is. And, and uh, this, just this morning, uh, I was, went on a run with, with a bunch of sober people, and, yeah. and, and, and like the topic of cocaine came up, and all of us were like, man, we loved that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. how did we love something that was so horrible and just yeah. such a nasty experience? Well, think, well, think about but, that too. You're, you're up that early running. Mm hmm. I'm sure I know I have. I'm I'm guessing you have too. Many of those nights where you're up all night and you see the sun come up and yeah, yeah. you're still awake from partying that night before or, or still partying or still partying, <laughs> yeah, because and the, and the yeah. and the sad thing eventually, you know, that high has to come down. What goes up comes down obviously and that's like the worst part about it, you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, um, so I, I quit doing cocaine. It was it was uh, good, I, good. I quit it, and uh, <laughs> I was like, this is ruining my life. Yeah. Um, but the problem was, is I was left with a severe depression, and so I was self medicating with a bottle of vodka every day, and and that's when uh, I really went to a dark place in my life, and and eventually waved the white flag and asked for some help, and and wound up in treatment, and uh, that was eleven years ago. And, was that the first time? Um, was that you said you waved the the white flag? Yeah. First time you were done. Uh, I, so I went to treatment and and I didn't I didn't always stay sober. I relapsed a few times. I struggled a little bit, but yeah, that was like the first time that I really was like, oh my god, I can't do this. Anymore. What made you finally realize um, that you had like a problem, or that, that like where was that admittance well, or acceptance? I mean, I think I knew. I mean, it, it was pretty clear. I, I never thought I would be a person doing drugs. You know, yeah. I went to a nice high school. I had yeah. a good family. I went to a good college. Like this isn't. This isn't drugs were for like bad people. Yeah, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. (laughs) And so, you know, as soon as I slid down that scale, I realized, you know, that that I was in trouble. Um, But I didn't want to let go of alcohol, you know, and I didn't want to let go of my friend that (laughs) that had provided me so much solace for so long and um, didn't want to let go of that. And so um, there was a lot of stigma. There was a lot of stigma blocking me from getting help. My mom even said to me one time, I don't want you to be one of those people. You know, one of those people in recovery. One of those people. Well, or I don't want you to be stigmatized by going to rehab and by being AA's a cult. You know, and and there was a lot of stigma just within you know the person that was closest to me, just my mother, and and then also you know just in my own general view of like what recovery is and (laughs) what what that would mean, and so. so I, I did struggle for a bit with that. And part of my work with the Phoenix, which we'll get into, is about 
uh, stamping that stigma down yeah. and, and about reducing that stigma. And it's such an important part of the work for me because uh, that stigma held me back from getting help for so yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you have 11 years? Uh, I, it's been an 11 year journey, um, but, uh, I drank about four years ago for the last time. So, uh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, We're actually close to that. I have, uh, five years in September. So we're right on the same same page. Um, well, cool. Let's, uh, let's get into, uh, and and thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's always cool to hear like a little background and it's funny like too, how, you know, a lot of us come from different backgrounds, from different, um, different parts of the world or country uh we were raised all differently but we just like had that one thing in common that little switch that once it goes on it's really hard to turn off and i think if we talk about um on a recovery basis man i've met so many great people um through recovery that i probably never would have had an opportunity to meet or you know to talk with um just because we're different but we have this one thing that brings us all together and i think there's a lot of room um you know I think it's a great example of, of how we can come together as a people, you know what I mean? Just in general, pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Phoenix, um, tell us a little bit about the Phoenix, how you got, well, tell us how you got started with it first. So back 11 years ago when I was getting sober and I was in aftercare of treatment and things like that, they told me get a get well job. And I was like, well, okay, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I really like this gym I'm going to every day. And yeah. so I got a job at the gym. I, I didn't know what else to do. Um, it was great because I couldn't afford a gym membership and then I didn't need to pay for one because yeah. I worked at a gym. And so that's when uh, fitness became a huge part of my life. And, and of course, being new in recovery, I overdid it. <laughs> like how? I would work out like twice a day, oh, eight yeah. days a week and you know, just like just, just out of it. control. And, it, yeah. and it, it did help me with a lot of things. It helped me get off antidepressants. It helped yeah. me, it helped me, um, feel okay, you know, for a little while while I was working out and things like that, that I might be able to do this how sobriety did help, thing. And, how did it help with the antidepressants? That's always a, a topic that I'm interested in and I've had some yeah. family who have done you know been able to get off of them too but it's been a struggle sometimes yeah and i mean of course you know if you're if you're out there and on antidepressants that's okay and you know and and it's very helpful and i always talk to you know always talk to your doctor but there have been a lot of studies that exercise is just as effective as antidepressants in certain individuals and that if you combine the two together uh it's even more effective and um you know ever since uh, I started seeing psychologists after quitting doing cocaine and I was so depressed they were trying one antidepressant after another and stacking one on top of the other and then I was on all these medications and it just wasn't helpful for me. Yeah. So so exercise helped me kinda kinda get beyond some yeah. of that um, and eventually quit smoking. Um, Especially if you're doing it eight days a week and yeah, right. <laughs> three three times a day, just mad push ups and squats and running yeah. miles yeah. and Yeah. And so and I mean I mentioned that because, you know, I'm a huge advocate for living your life in balance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, balancing out how much exercise you do with other things in your life um, yeah. and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's how I got into the fitness industry and um, just kept growing my career um, in fitness. I got certified as a personal trainer. Um, I uh, was always very interested in nutrition, so I got certified as a holistic uh, nutrition and health yeah. coach, um, which was a huge turning point for me as well. They taught me really about balance and about mind, body, and spirit connection, which was yeah. amazing. Um, and so I felt like, and I got to a point where, um, you know, I was eating right. I was exercising right for me. I was doing a lot of yoga. I was doing a lot of spiritual practices that worked for me. Um, and I felt like I had this huge secret 
that that exercise and diet helped me stay sober. And I'm like, why is nobody talking about this? You know, (laughs) why is this not like a part of treatment? And it is for some treatment centers. But, um, you know, why isn't this this, you know, well known? And so I, I had a calling to go find a path to help people in recovery learn more about exercise and things like that and and i found the phoenix by pure dumb luck really I, yeah Isn't it i was crazy how that yeah. happens like that yeah. yeah i mean it was it's definitely um you know my higher power and all that working in my life yeah. you know like it, like like the universe always does and so um would you say like almost the phoenix found you in yeah. a sense? yeah, yeah in a yeah. way it was like I, I read the job description i'm like they wrote this about me <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I found it on oh Indeed. They want to yeah. ask, oh, my, I'm totally working for these guys. Yeah, yeah. I found it on a job posting, and I was like, I have to get this job. Yeah. And I, I looked at their website, and I, I went and took a class there, and I and I did an interview, and I was like, oh, my God, if I don't get this job. And I was like, you know, going into nonprofit, I knew that it was going to be a totally different shift from what yeah. I had been doing, but I just I had to work there. So it was amazing. So what, So... Um, was that out of, um, did you have to move or whatever when you start, once you got the job or no, that's the thing. It was right there in orange County, just sitting there waiting for me. So So I was, I was working at, um, a gym in Tustin and, um, and this job was like right down the street in Costa Mesa. So, um, so we have, um, the, the Phoenix has about 10 chapters nationwide, um, where, uh, as you mentioned, we're doing CrossFit, we're doing boxing, we're doing yoga and things like that. And so, um, orange County has one of those physical chapters where it's a gym that people can go to we have other types of programming too that we do all across the country which i can get into but um now do people just show up at the gym and they can and i I know in the description they the one of the requirements was to have 48 hours um sober right or that's correct yeah that way you're not coming in drunk trying to run a couple miles. You right, might die. Is, Don't do is, that shit. Yeah, you might die <laughs> and you might trigger some other people in the yeah. room. So Yeah. Try <laughs> so, to stay sober. Yeah, but. so that's the that's the requirement. And then of course we ask if you know, if people commit to Phoenix and keep coming to Phoenix, we ask yeah. them to commit to a sober lifestyle. So that inclu- that also includes people who, you know, may not have suffered from substance use disorder but may be supporters of the recovery movement or just cool. choosing that sober lifestyle for themselves or supporting a loved one who's also coming to Phoenix. So we welcome yeah. You know, we welcome that. We welcome all pathways to recovery. So whatever people are doing outside of Phoenix, we encourage them, you know, do that. Yeah, Great. Sure. Whatever it takes to stay sober and then uh, come to us for some community, some fun, how to meet some friends yeah. and, and to get some fitness. So people can come. Um, yeah, they can just show up. We do have specific class times. So it's the type of gym where we, we run classes. We have open gym times, too, but it's not like. Yeah. 24 hour fitness. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what does a normal day look like, like at the gym? Like what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Classes, open gym um, sessions. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So um, in Orange County, we have we have open gym for a couple hours in the middle of the day, like 11 to one. So people Mm -hmm. can come on their lunch breaks or, you know, if people are working a part time job, they have somewhere they can go hang out. Um, You know, in Orange County, there's a really dense population of sober living homes, um, treatment centers and things like that. So Phoenix really answers that question of, well, what's next? Where do I go? What do I do? You know, we help people kind of fill that 
fill that time and, awesome. and be in a safe place. Um, and so, and then in the evening we have, like, we might have a CrossFit class followed by a yoga class um, and stuff like that in the evening. Um, and there's something really powerful that happens with group fitness. I mean, one, just the transformational power of getting a barbell over your head for the first time or getting up on that rock climbing wall, you know, is really, is really personally powerful. But then there's also, there's nothing quite like uh, common suffering of being on the floor doing burpees and like dying <laughs> through a fitness Those class. To, yeah, to That's why I haven't done them in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but it creates community, you know, and it yeah. creates, it creates bonds. Um, like you were, you were saying before, you know, with people that you might not otherwise know, you might not have other, otherwise met, but all of a sudden, you know, you're making plans to, to go for a run on the weekend yeah. or something like that together. No, and, and you, you've said it a couple times now, and I talk about this a lot on uh, on the podcast, um, and I feel like all the time just how important community is. Like, who are we surrounding ourselves with? Um, you know, what environments are we putting ourselves in? And that thing I know for me has been huge. Um, a lot of people will will uh, will write in and they'll ask, you know, I'm in early recovery. Um, you know, what what do I do? What, you know, I'm, I'm I don't. I can't go back to some of those old things. Well, we got to surround ourselves with, with positive things and positive people. And I know it's, sometimes it's easier said than done, but just a little bit at a time. And like you're saying, start with exercise. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. a huge, huge part. Um, one of the other things I wanted to mention too, you talked about, you know, after doing, doing drugs or cocaine or, or um, any, any drug at that, you're going to have um, a lot of people, I know I did too, suffer depression afterwards because those serotonin levels get depleted. Like they're wiped out. So the, that high it's really hard to attain. Well, with exercise, I know for me, after I go on a run or after I do some squats or something, which I need to get my ass back to the gym, by the way, so I'm not trying to front right now. It's been a rough <laughs> last couple of months. You'll, you'll get there. Yeah, I'm going, on Monday, on Monday. I'm going to go next week. I'll be there. No, but um, that type of, um, of activity, that's what, that's what makes me feel good. And it, it helps to mm-hmm. bring those serotonin, some, uh, serotonin levels back up in my brain and I actually feel good, you know? Yeah, it's so helpful. And in the the endorphins that we get uh, when we're exercising, you know, it's never going to be that high of whatever your drug of choice is. It's never going to be that like skyrocket. However, you know, those feel good um, hormones and everything that are going on um, can help reduce cravings for that bigger high, you know, so it's really helpful to help sustain that long term recovery. And then, and then, of course, with the Phoenix, you know, you get the social connection on top of it, yeah, you know, which is also so important for sustained recovery. What do you think about yoga and meditation? How is that huge in recovery? Um, well, I, you know, I, I think it's, I mean, I do think it's huge. Uh, it's like, <laughs> or what um, do you think about it? Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I just think it's so important to get in touch with um the the mind body connection and so you know when we're when we're out there using drugs or alcohol uh, we're very disconnected we're disconnected from our own bodies we're disconnected from our true self and we're disconnected from other people and so I think getting back in tune with how do I actually feel today? You know, I drank because I didn't want to face my emotions. I was taught to stuff those down, you know? And so, um, you know, just allowing things to come up and be cognizant of what's going on in my mind today, what's going on in my body today. You know, how do I feel? What do I actually need today? You know, when you do that, you can get in touch with what your actual needs are rather than having these off the wall, out of control cravings that you can't control and you, yeah. you know, you're forced to give into, oh, yeah. which is what happens with addiction. So. One, of, one of the other questions I have, um, and, uh, 
you know, I'm pretty open about this, especially in the past couple of podcasts. I've been struggling with with food because it's it, you know it's not alcohol or drugs, thank God, but sugar is a drug, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not an expert about sugar, but I know it makes me feel like shit after I eat it. But it tastes so damn good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sugar, sugar, you know. And yeah. and so, uh, point being, you have a lot of experience in this, um, in a, a professional um, point of view. How important is diet and and wellness uh, with regard to what we eat? Um, mm-hmm. And not only just in recovery, but just in general, too. Yeah, um, I, that's a great question. because I, And I get that a lot. Um, and I think so many people struggle with recover, or with, with sugar, not just people in recovery, yeah. but, you know, yeah. people across the board. And um, my, my advice is always just eat real food. Um, but, you know, the, similar to what we were just talking about with the mind-body connection, when you're in tune with, with your body and what you actually need, your body will tell you what to eat. Um, your body will intuitively know what you should be eating if you can listen to it. The problem is is sugar comes in and like hijacks it, right? And so it causes this like vicious cycle that, you know, and then you're continuously craving and everything like that. But, but if you feed your body real food, um, over and over and over again, eventually your body's going to tell you what to eat. Um, you know, and, and somebody was just asking me the other day and I said, you know, if it, and I, I stole this from probably a meme <laughs> or something like that. But it's like yeah, if it awesome. if it comes from a farm, eat it. If it was made in a if it was made in a I forget. If it, so wait, <laughs> if, if it was like, made in a lab, don't eat it. But that it, isn't it, that, that isn't the you. meme. But you know, so um, so uh, yeah, if it if it came from nature, eat it. Yeah. Um, but I just think you know when. Um, uh, for people that are new in recovery, you know, a lot of times it's hard to focus on something like that, you know, and, and that might not be the, the most important task of the day. Yeah. It's like oh, one thing, one thing, you know, at a time it's like one thing, thing at a time yeah. and um, and just uh, listen to your body and try to feed it and try to try to you know, treat yourself right. Um, you know, if you, if you truly want to treat yourself with love, which is one of the things we need to learn to do in recovery is how to love ourselves. You know, you know, you don't, you don't want to feed your body crap, but at the same time, you also don't want to beat yourself up. Yeah. If you eat some stuff that's not the healthiest, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because that's counterproductive also. Absolutely. You know, that's one thing um, I have definitely gotten better at is giving myself grace even as a kid, like playing yeah. sports stuff, I was always, there was nobody harder on me than me. And that's probably still true till this day. Although, you know, it's a process, you know, and you got to give yourself a little bit of grace in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- what are some of the most popular programs? What's one or two of the most popular program at, at the Phoenix? I'm just curious. Is it boxing? Like, what is it? Yeah. Um, it's my class, of course, <laughs> the one that I teach. Of course <laughs> it is, Lauren. Yes, that's a great an- I knew it. I knew you were going to yeah, say that. Yeah, No, um, the, the boxing actually is really cool. We only have boxing once a week, but um, but there's like this little community that has just really risen up through boxing. Yeah. And then there's also like this this CrossFit community that's really drawn to CrossFit. CrossFit. And yeah, and so they're doing the CrossFit. And, and then we have yeah. like our more outdoorsy people that are going to the rock climbing and things like that. And it's really kind of cool there's people that go to all of it you know there's people that are at every single class every single day um which they're you know which is really fun but it's really kind of cool how each 
program has like its own little community of people. Yeah. Um, and, and the events like, like rock climbing, for example, you know, only a couple people are all, are on the wall at a time and there might be 15 people down there below either cheering them on or they're talking to each other and bonding and it's a very social event it's yeah. al- it's almost not even about the rock climbing it's about hanging out and talking to each other yeah. and just socializing and, uh, yeah. And, yeah 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 and doing each other something up cool and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad mm-hmm. uh well cool i'm i'm uh really grateful that you came and sat and uh, we hung out for a little bit and stuff anything actually yeah. let me ask you this one, one last question here and then we'll talk about where we can find the phoenix more information all that stuff um for someone out there listening right now who's struggling, um, what can you tell them? Oh, gosh. I know, I'm putting you on the spot know, right now, but God, I know you got something good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, um, hang in there and and uh, and explore. Um, you know, explore all. There's so many different options and resources out there, and there's no one right way to recovery. You know, um, it's a very personal thing, and just finding what what works for you um, is just so yeah. important, and just, just explore uh, everything out there and, and just try to, just try to keep on yeah, keep doing going. that. Don't yeah. Just up. keep going and don't give up. Recovery is possible. Yep. Lauren, uh, where can folks, uh, find more information out about the Phoenix or reach out to you or if they, if they want to get any more info? Sure. So, um, if you go to the Phoenix.org, um, we have a page that will, uh, tell you where all of our different locations are we're in about 10 different cities nationwide now um and you can click on the events page to see like when the classes are and everything like that um and then uh my email is lauren at the phoenix.org uh, for anybody that wants to reach out to me and then we do also have a um a YouTube channel where you can see testimonials um nice. and videos and things like that on YouTube just search um the Phoenix doesn't actually search very well, <laughs> no. so because there's so many things that are that yeah. are named Phoenix, but our old name was Phoenix Multisport. So Got if it. you search on YouTube for Phoenix Multisport, all of our videos will come up. Okay, cool. And I think you sent me those links too, so I'm gonna put those links in the show notes. So for folks out there listening, all you got to do is go to thatsoberguy.com, and you can find um, the episode there, and uh, and you can find the links to uh, the Phoenix.org and the YouTube videos, all that good stuff. Uh, Lauren, thanks again for coming on Sober Guy Radio. Awesome. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, folks, uh, stay stay tuned. We got more episodes uh, coming to you today and uh, and tomorrow. Uh, we're live at the Innovations and Recovery Conference in San Diego. And uh, thanks for listening. We're having a great time. And peace, love, and you know it, respect. Keep the blood clean.